Life Audio. Hey, welcome back to another episode of Salty Saints Podcast. I'm Zach. And I'm Randy. And, and I'm Bob. Yeah, dude. I, I didn't <laughs> thought maybe we had to like introduce you, but you nailed it. That was beautiful. Um, yeah, so we got we got Bob Anderson back in the studio today. He is one of our fellow pastors here at the church, uh, and he is a rarity on this show because it's like pulling teeth to get you in here, but you're here. <laughs> You're here. I'm here. And Don't I'm let them see here. the Velcro holding you to the table or to the chair, or whatever. But um, uh, we're we're going to talk a little bit about a trip that Randy and Bob just went on to Colombia. Um, sorry, I didn't say that like fancy oh, enough. Fine. Okay, I tried. Um, but we're going to get to what that looked like, what they were doing over there, how God was using their time there. Uh, but first, we're going to have a quick word from our sponsors. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in... Anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Bob and Randy. You guys just went on a pretty cool trip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I got on. a pile of slides here to show. Oh, this no. is a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, darn. Oh, darn. Um, so you guys were gone for about a week, right? Yeah, yeah. We left on a Saturday, came back on a Saturday. Okay. And so you went to Columbia. Right. Uh, more specifically, where were we you? We flew into Medellin, uh, stayed there for a couple of days, and then we drove to Armenia, which is, uh, <clears throat> it's about 150, maybe 200 miles away, eight hours. <laughs> the drive was the eight drive hours. The drive was eight hours. On, yeah. on an old dirt road, if I'm not mistaken, right? Well, right. not, not dirt. It's, it's paved. But it's in and out, up and down, and uh, washed out in three areas. I was going to say, it sounded a little sit, bumpy. You wait. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so that's awesome. Um, what? Why? Why? Yeah, For anybody yeah, listening, yeah. why did you guys do this? <clears throat> and why in the world are we talking about yeah. this? So let me let me hit both of those. Um, back in the day, I I used to live in Colombia. While I was there, I helped. Uh, uh, bring into being a church denomination called the uh, Confraternidad Cristiana de Colombia, the, the Christian Fellowship Church of Colombia. And uh, every once in a while, they will invite me back. They had not invited me back for five or six years, but uh, I went back to uh, speak at an annual assembly that they have. And uh, they asked if I'd come down and preach. Well, 
When I first started here, uh, Bob would come to me with questions about Spanish because he was learning Spanish and he would say, Oh, if you ever go to Columbia, you got to invite me. If I ever go to Columbia, you got to invite me. So, uh, here back in January, I announced to you guys that, uh, hey, on this particular week, I'm going to be gone for a week, mm-hmm. uh, miss a Sunday. And I didn't say anything, but, uh, later on that week, I asked Bob, uh, you want to go? And it was interesting. He immediately said, yes. And then he said, what are the dates? Now that said to me, (laughs) (laughs) he was going to go no matter what. (laughs) And if the dates conflicted with something, he was going to change it. But, uh, so we went to Columbia to, uh, I, I went to speak in a, uh, in a, in a church assembly. And I asked Bob to go along because I knew that if we went, God was going to use him in very unusual ways. And, uh, he did. And that's kind of why we're here talking about this. Yeah. Yeah. It's exciting. Uh, so from the top, first of all, you didn't just live in Columbia. You lived in Columbia for what? 17 years? Right. Right. I was so there for 17 years. A long time. That yeah. is a good chunk of life in yeah. Columbia. Yeah. Um, so and kids there. So. Yes. So that's a big deal. Bob, to, I'm, I'm trying to get everybody, you know, summarized here on, right. on, on things they may not know. Bob, you are not an adventurous man. No. As far as trying new things. No. Like food. Says the fireman. In particular. <laughs> that's right. Well, that's different. Like he knows that. He knows how to do that. But I'm saying like adding a new thing to the list, it, like, like a new food, a new, I don't know. That's the, not me. Yeah, right. Not generally. Generally not but me. But that's why this is so cool. That is cool. Um, so something to, so let's talk about, um, just over the past few years before we get into Columbia. You've been studying Duolingo for Spanish every day. Every single day. It'll be five years into May. And uh, before that, I did uh, private lessons tutoring uh-huh. for about a year. And um, honestly, couldn't, still cannot tell you why I started doing that. I just started doing that. I, I don't know exactly why. I mean, there were, I was at a hospital at the time as a chaplain and there was a lot of people from a lot of different countries and I was trying to reach them by, you know, having a learning a greeting. And I ended up learning a greeting and I think like 14 languages and, and other than, and that was all it was just a greeting. Well, it, it worked. It was an icebreaker and, um, just had met, um, um, a group of people, especially this one, uh, man that, uh, kind of, uh, the trade off was I'll teach you how I learned, I'll teach you Spanish how I learned English, and um, what I want in return is um, I'll give you our prayer request, and you, and you have prayer with us. Yeah, that was the trade-off. That's cool. It was very cool. More more background on, on Bob here, and we we've had a whole episode on kind of the life of Bob, which is kind of fun. So I think it's <laughs> I think it's what Faith Story Bob Anderson something I like think that. So yeah, yeah, it's, um, it's really early on. Yeah, mm-hmm. one of our one of our earlier episodes, um, but. You are kind of our, you're, you do a lot of the pastoral care here at the church. Um, so that, that request makes sense coming from them. You're, you're the prayer guy, or at least that's how everybody kind of thinks about Bob, right? Um, 
so you you start in studying Duolingo. The mm-hmm. other thing you start years ago is working with Donna right. Kemp, who is one of our other pastors, Jason, Jason Kemp. He's been on the podcast multiple times. Uh, his wife is a translator right. um, for a- uh, ASL, ASL, for That's American right. Sign Language, um, because they have two hearing impaired kids. Right. Uh, and so she's been doing this forever. That's what she does for her job. So she started teaching classes here at the church years ago. How long ago? Well, March 9th was 10 years. Okay. And so you started studying under her in sign language. And I'm telling you, the very best teacher of anything I've ever had in my life. Really? By far. That That's a compliment. By far. For sure. And she knows that. She knows that uh, I feel that way. That's awesome. Yeah, absolutely. And was this the first class that she the ever very taught? The first class okay. here. And I felt like she believed in me for however that I would be able to pick this up and run with it. And, um, you know, and she taught. Run with it. That's, that's right. You go. <laughs> very good. And, um, it was, uh, it's just been a delight. I, I never really, um, realized where this was going to go, but I sent a message to her on the ninth, um, of this month and I told her, that the very first sign she showed us was the sign ready, ready. And little did I know that all these years later that I think the Lord was saying to me, are you ready? Are you That's ready? Cool. I'm sending you to Columbia and are you ready? So explain what you mean by that. So how well, does this tie in? How does uh, it ties in, tie in how I decided or figured it, it tied in to me was because you know, I'm going to a country that, yes, I've been studying Spanish, and I can read at least 50% of what I, I see, I understand. But I can read it much better than I, in, than I can hear it. And, and for whatever reason, I have trouble getting it out of my mouth. Now, I may get words or small bits of words, but to carry on a sentence, even though I may know that sentence, for some reason, it's hard for it to get in my mouth. And so we're going to a place... That for the most part, except for Randy and a few others, a very few others, they did not speak English. Hmm. At so, all. At all. <laughs> and so you are um, immersed in it, I guess, as they say. And and um, it's just you have to listen. Mm-hmm. And you have to be really obedient to listening. And that, that really be, is the start of it because once Randy had – invited me and I accepted to go, um, I began praying about what I'm, what, what's my part in this? You know, um, not so much from him you know, saying, Randy, what's my part in this? It's just, what's my part in this? And I began dreaming and my, my dreams repeatedly, I absolutely believe were for the Lord that said, listen, learn, engage, encourage. Now, that sounds very simple, but I just kept dreaming that. And I followed that down there. I listened and I learned. I mean, I found myself engaging with um, the people there. And it was just, it's just amazing what happened through this whole process. Just to me, it's, it's all God. It has to be. So, so for anybody listening, mm-hmm. how does ASL tie into this? How does American Sign Language tie into this trip in particular? Well, it's it's very interesting, Zach, because on the first Sunday, we went to this beautiful little church. 
and um, these these you could tell they just loved each other and they they were all embracing each other they just you know they were small 35 40 people whatever um i'm guessing a third or maybe of them deaf i i don't know I, there was there was quite a few of them were deaf and so i didn't really engage them right off the bat um but what happened was um i knew we knew we were going to a church with deaf but i also understood that their their sign their manner of sign language is different and so i thought well, you know i'm not going to understand anything i'd looked up a few things before i went i thought well you know that's pretty close and so um, everything's in spanish and and when randy be, uh began uh his sermon it was all in spanish and yet i looked over at the translator and she's signing and i'm thinking there's i'm not missing anything here she she's signing and i i i'm hearing what he's saying or i'm you know i'm listening to him in spanish and i'm looking at her there was a little bit of a break and so i took the opportunity when she looked at me i i signed hello in asl she knew exactly what I was doing. She asked me, she signed to me if I was deaf, and I kind of smiled. I said, no, sometimes hard of hearing. She laughed, kind of, huh, you know, kind of laughed, and began, as she was signing, not just looking at her, her, the people who could not hear, but she would look at me too. And it was just a kind of a back and forth, and I realized, oh, my goodness. I'm, 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 able to understand somebody that does not speak English, who's thinking Spanish, and I'm thinking English, and we're communicating. And there were some things that were different, but they were subtle differences. And after that service, they approached me. Um, they asked you, you know, a lot of questions. They were excited. They wanted my sign name, They, you know, which a deaf person gives you. Um, it was very impactful, Zach. It was very impactful, and I had um, we had lunch, and and after that we ended up having a commun. I had communications with a, another young woman who was not deaf that was a teacher, and uh, was telling me the need of people there. And it was I was telling him, and we, we were in the car. I mean, there was nothing I didn't understand, and th that had been one of your big anxieties about the trip, right? Sure. Like, I know that you were worried that you weren't going to be able to understand anybody. Right. And then you understood. Totally. Yeah. That's he, awesome. He understood people that I couldn't understand. Yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it was very, the whole week ended up going something like that. Wasn't necessarily with the, the deaf community, but I mean, it ended up being like that the whole week. Now, the pastor of that church we have actually had here on the podcast before. It's Juan Pablo Jara. Yep. Mm -hmm. That's another episode. And uh, mm -hmm. that was sometime last year. And uh, the young lady's talking about is Juan Pablo's sister, mm -hmm. both of them from Chile, uh, living in Colombia now, ministering in Colombia. And I didn't realize, I knew that she was working in the prison ministry with Juan Pablo. And that's what we talked about when he was on the podcast. But he also has this church. And she has picked up sign language and uh, ministers also to the deaf community. Deaf communities worldwide are one of the biggest unreached people groups mm -hmm. that there are. 
and so very few of the people, even in the church, will pick up enough signs to be able to talk to them. They just rely on writing or or whatever. So when they met somebody who could actually sign with them, uh, it it just kind of opened doors. They thought, here's here's somebody who is hearing, but who loves us enough, never having met us, that he spent time to learn how to mm. sign. They said some of their family doesn't learn. They're isolated, abandoned. Um, this uh, one particular young woman was telling me, you know, teaches with uh, blind and 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 um, disabled disabilities of children and um, deaf, and that um, they're very much alone. That's so sad to think about. Just how how emotional that that is for them to like something we take advantage of. Like we, we get annoyed talking to some people. They're just happy that somebody would learn their language to communicate with them. I mean, that's, that is wild. I, we have people here at this church whose own families don't speak. Exactly ASL, right. You know, I mean, and that's and, and with, with deaf kids, you know, and it it's sad. It's really sad. Uh, something I've thought about a little bit over the years too that I, I didn't know was a thing was I guess the Mormon church is really big on outreach to the the hearing impaired. Mm-hmm. And I guess there are just like droves of, of deaf people going to the Mormon church because they've reached out to them. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's something lacking within the Orthodox Christian church, and I don't mean like the orth, like you know, like Greek Orthodox. I mean just orthodoxy, but just there's something lacking within true Christianity of like us reaching out to the hearing impaired. It's mm-hmm. it's it's rough. So it's awesome to see you doing that, and I'm glad you were there. Um, but something else I'm picking up on between you two is you said he was talking to people that you couldn't talk to, right? right. And then, Bob, your Spanish is okay, but you can't really hang in there totally. So y- you two were relying on each other to translate for each other at times. <laughs> is that true? Yeah. Even in the car. We were in the car, and he turns around in the car. He says, we're we're doing three different languages, which in a way we were doing four because she's still signing in Spanish, and I'm still signing in English, and <laughs> You know, we're talking English, and he's <coughs> the two in the front. Him and the, the driver um, were talking in Spanish, and it, it it's very emotional. And you you saw the emotional side of me with that, but um, you know, it, it's it's hard to explain, or is it hard to explain? Because on this trip, it dawned on me there, and that's what really got me that God created the languages. He, he created us in his image. He created these languages. And he's, to me, I felt like he was saying to me, I am not going to allow a language to be a barrier in loving and serving and caring and whatever. And, and it was the same in the Spanish the rest of the week. I mean, I, I didn't understand everything, but I could understand someone that was broken talking to me. Or I could understand... Somebody, I could, I could understand a lot of things. It, it was there was a lot more that I understood that I understood than I didn't understand. And I think when I focused on, remember, I told you I felt the Lord telling me, listen, learn, engage, 
encourage. And I said earlier that, you know, I stayed with that. It worked. I mean, we both saw it work, you know, and, and that has to be the power of God. It just has to be. There's no, no other way. So Zach, that was on Sunday morning, Sunday afternoon. We, uh, uh, this happened in a little town. It's a kind of a suburb of Medellin called Rio Negro. It's up on a mountain. It's used to be an hour away. They've dug a tunnel now. Now it's about a half hour away from the big city of Medellin. But Rio Negro itself is maybe 150, maybe 200,000. Uh, we went down to Medellin, which is a city of 4 million, stayed at a seminary there and um, spend some time with some missionaries on Sunday afternoon. Uh, on Monday morning, uh, we uh, they had organized for me. Uh, uh, I had written a friend. I said, hey, if there's some pastors that, that just want to get together and talk, we can do that. Well, they organized a conference. They had 50 people come for a four-hour conference that I was supposed to speak for four hours. So I... Mm-hmm. I just took whatever I was going to be doing at the church assembly and kind of shortened it up uh, and and did that on Monday morning. But early on, on Monday morning, I said, introduce Bob, and I said, now, if you want Bob to pray for you, uh, just go up and talk to him. He speaks a little bit of Spanish. You'll be able to communicate and uh uh, he would, uh, he loves to pray for people. You had a line yeah. waiting to talk to you. And this was during the break times. You had two break times. And, uh, you had some people, actually the one lady spoke to you in English, didn't she? One lady, yeah, very broken, but yes. But yes. she was able to make what she right. said understood. Yeah. And told her just a heartbreaking mm-hmm. story of a friend. And Bob was able to minister to not only to her, but to others who were there as well. Exactly. Amazing. Yeah. I mean, just over and over again. And, and honestly, this, if we're, if we're talking about our main point of this podcast, we, we've gotten to it pretty early and I think we're just going to hang on it because it's the truth. But like God breaks down the barriers. Absolutely. And like he, like you said, he's not going to let language, he's not going to let communication stand in the way of serving. I think there is a very good reason why Pentecost, the, the moment that, that Jesus is saying, you know, all the nations are mine again, you know, I'm taking authority over all these nations. Um, they all understand each other. Communication is not a barrier at Pentecost. And, and, and I think that that's, that is, one of the primary functions of the Holy Spirit is that he breaks down the barriers that the worldly barriers that stand between brothers and sisters in Christ. And so it's cool to see you guys leaning into that. Very. So you guys told me a story too. Um, I, you don't have to get into the details, but I mean, like you, you were even talking with, I mean, praying over pastors that, that <laughs> were, you know, that it had really hard situations. Yep. Um, when we got to the church assembly, uh, there were about 70 pastors there, and, and this was uh, pastors and wives. So, um, again, early on, I introduced Bob, introduced him as one of the pastors that I work with and as a fireman, which always gets people's attention. 
and pastor of care willing to pray. And, and there again said, uh, if you want Bob to pray with you, just ask him and, and he would love for the chance. Well, uh, we went to this place, which is kind of like in a resort area. And we were just, uh, five, 10 minutes away from what is called the coffee park. It's a working coffee farm and, uh, they have rides. It's, probably more like Dollywood than it would be Kings Island. You know, the rides are there just as kind of an add-on attraction. Had a couple of shows. We saw both shows and uh, we're walking around with people. And uh, while we were doing that, one of the guys said, you know, I wanted to talk to Bob, but uh, I don't speak any English and I don't think he speaks enough Spanish. I said, well, I'll translate for you. So we were standing in a crowd of people and he went way deep, way quick. And I said, Hey, let's go over here and sit down. And, uh, we did. He sat on one, uh, end of, uh, of a bench on one side of a picnic bench. I sat on the other end and Bob stood over both of us. And Bob would say something, I'd translate to him. He had his head down looking at the ground. He'd say something. I was confident Bob couldn't hear it, but I'd translate for him. And uh, just the things that Bob was sharing with this guy went so deep with the fellow that all of a sudden he began to sob. And I don't mean sniffles. I mean, gut-wrenching, body-racking, sobbing. Kind of convulsive, kind of. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sobbing. So much so that uh, there was a family after we sat down that sat on the other side of the picnic bench. <laughs> At some point during the sobbing, they got up and they laughed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was deep. I don't mean to laugh at that, but like that, that, that shows how, I mean, it got emotional on this trip oh for gosh. you guys. Like to the point that innocent bystanders that have no idea what's going on were worried. <laughs> like, I mean, that's, yeah. that means you're tapping into something very real, something very important. Uh, and, and once again, without even speaking, nah, without a good communication with this guy, but you had Randy there and he could fill in the gaps for you and you could fill in the gaps for him. And I love that. I absolutely love that, man. And I, and I'm going to say it again, Zach, I totally believe that the Lord gave me the words to say to him. I totally believe that. And the, I, I don't know if you were done with that part of the story or you wanted to go yeah, on, but, but there's but another just part whatever of whatever you want to share. The there. other part of that story is, I believe it was the next day is when we were ending. This this man is a pastor. He he comes up to me, just me and him. He takes both of my hands and very emotionally speaks to me. Now, I could pick up a few of the words, but there was no doubt that he was thanking me and praising God through it that I listened to. I, I don't know exactly. There were certain words I picked up that, it was he was thanking me. He was grateful for, you know, the, the the time I gave him. And he held he held on to my hands. I mean, he he had tears running down his face, and he it was like appreciation. And I thought, you know, there again, I don't know everything he said, but God knows everything he says. God's being glorified in this, not Bob. 
not him. God's being glorified in this. It was very powerful, very emotional, very, the whole week. That's awesome, man. And with more than just him. <laughs> and more than just him. Yeah. 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 Um, so uh, not, not to do this backwards okay. or anything. All right. Right. Cause we, we've, we've gone into the deep end relatively yes, early. We have. So, um, stepping it back just a hair. Okay. How'd you deal with the culture shift? I don't know. I, I, food, drink. Talk about the food. Climate. The way people are. I mean, social norms. Like, did it, was it different? Food's a little different. I mean, I, you know, I don't eat rice for the most part. You know, <laughs> you, you had a lot of rice and, and I was worried about it. I, I would say to Randy a lot, like, make sure there's not fish in it or something like that, just because I didn't want to have a problem. Um, I never had any problem. It was really good. I mean, I, I um, if you've never had rice with uh, coconut in it, and you'd have to like coconut, <laughs> it was fantastic. I mean, I was like, oh, my gosh, this is so good. But, oh, yeah, the food was just uh, really good. And, and if it was supposed to be hot, it was always hot. Monday morning uh, when we were staying in the seminary, there's no real cafeteria there. So we went down on the street mm -hmm. to, to have a meal. And I took Bob uh, down the street, walked, uh, I don't know, maybe a quarter mile mm -hmm. uh, to get where we were going. And uh, I had coffee. Bob didn't drink coffee, so I got him a hot chocolate. Mm -hmm. What was the hot chocolate like, Bob? Oh, it was just, I don't know, it's like nothing you've ever had before. It, it was just really, really good. And they serve it. They serve you coffee in like a little Dixie cup. Okay, that's maybe half full. They serve you hot chocolate in a bowl. <laughs> in a bowl, so mm -hmm. you hold the bowl. You know, it, it was really good. It's a massive amount. It's dark chocolate. Yeah, it's really mixed dark. Either with water or milk. Yes, mm -hmm. there is with milk. So, yeah. And then uh, we had uh, buñuelos, bread, and empanadas. Oh. Yeah, I've I've heard you have a thing for the empanadas now. Oh, <laughs> I only had one, and I could have eaten three. I'm telling. Was you. that the first empanada you've oh, ever that's had? The first one I've ever had. Okay, y'all, listen in here. This is my point. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Not an adventurous food no. guy. All no. right, but he went in head first. But like, dude, we gotta go get empanadas here. I They're know. not going to be the same. I'm sure, but. We can make it happen. Yeah, we can make it happen. Little, little fried pockets of dough with there some meat go. inside. I'm good yeah, with there it. There we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, That's great. Okay. So, so something I'm thinking about here. Um, a lot of time when I hear about people going on like, like mission trips, for mm. instance, I forget who I was talking to, but they made a great point. Maybe I wasn't talking to anybody. Maybe I heard this on a podcast. I don't remember. No, 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 no. It was my friend Andrew uh, talking about mission trips. And he said the thing about mission trips is he said a lot of time when we go on mission trips, he's like, we go over there and we're the ones getting ministered to. He's like, we go over there to go help them build like a gymnasium or something. And, and he's like, they could do that. They could do that on their own. We're there to learn. We're there to get ministered to in a lot of ways. Um the thing that I think is so cool about what you guys did is you went over and you ministered. You ministered. You you weren't going over to sit on a beach. You weren't going over to like you right. guys were driving on roads for eight <laughs> hours a day kind of thing. Like you guys worked over here. It and was I very think, tiring. But 
long but hours. I think there's something rewarding about Very much. That. Like, so did you get to work alongside the members of the church in anything? No. Not no, really. we didn't. No, it was mostly engaging. Okay. Just engaging them. And that was one of the big things when, when, when teams go down from other countries, go down to Colombia, frequently they go down with the idea of we are going to teach them how they should be doing it. Right. And they'll go down with the idea of here's how you do Sunday school. Here's how you oh. do whatever. Bob went down with the idea. I'm here to learn. I'm here to listen. And that communicated really quickly. He wasn't there to tell him, well, this is what you need to do. He was there to say, so tell me what you are doing. Yeah. And that was so different. I love that. There was a lot of times, uh, several times intentionally, um, I did not sit with Randy during a mealtime. One, he had people that really wanted to speak to him, some privately and some in groups. The other was I would go and sit with these other pastors, and they didn't speak English. And so what they decided to do, they seemed to be so appreciative that I was interested because, you know, I didn't just sit there, like, looking around. They're talking, and I'm part, part of the conversation. So at least two different meals, at least two, maybe more, that I'm sitting in a group with these these other men and women, they decide well, we're going to have a lesson, you know, this is a mesa, this is, a, you know, what uh, the chair, the cup. Oh, they were the teaching plate. you. Oh, oh, that's awesome. Oh, absolutely. It, um, um, I call it slangs, you know. Oh, yeah. Oh, you yeah, know, yeah, like, yeah. like I didn't yeah. hear them say adios. I don't remember hearing adios come out. Now, they would say, gracias a Dios. And I was thinking, I asked him, I said, why are they saying thanks and goodbye in the same thing? He goes, oh, they're not. They're saying thanks and, you know, thanks, thanks to God. God. Thanks to God. Oh, adios. Yeah. But I was like, what? Yeah. But, but it was different and, and very protective of me, you know. So, like, you know, water was an issue. You had to make sure it was a, a filtered water. You had to have a bottle of water or something. And, and, and I ended up drinking more soda than I wanted. But... You got used to that too because it was at room temperature. You know, yeah. it wasn't, but, but you know what? It all, it was all fine. It was all good, but it was, you could, I could tell, we could tell, but I could tell that, um, they realized I was taking a genuine interest mm. in them. And so they were genuinely interested in helping me along. Be interested rather than interesting. Yes. One of the best pieces of advice I've ever heard. And it was a, it was, <laughs> this was more of a consulting world advice, mm -hmm. but I think it goes for anything. Be the stupidest person in the room. Go in stupid. Don't pretend you know. Don't pretend you know better than everybody else. Ask. Don't, don't just assume you know somebody else's world better than they do. Ask questions. Ask them to explain what they mean when they say that. Don't just assume you know what they mean when they say what they say. Like, and that's what you went in doing. And that is so countercultural to exactly what Randy said about the way we do missions so often is we think we've got this knowledge, which is a very like yeah. Western mindset. We got the mindset. answer. We don't even right. know the question. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so like how much different would not just missions like to other countries and stuff be, but just like relationships here, your next door neighbors, your, you know, people in your community, like stop assuming, you know, how everybody else works. 
go in dumb and just ask questions and learn. And man, you said how quickly people saw that you like were humble and wanted to know about them. And it's like interest. It's almost like interest is attracted to interest. Mm -hmm. Like if you're interested, they're going to be interested in knowing you too. Like, like that's awesome. They would ask about family, uh, uh, ask about my wife, um, kids, grandchildren, um, touch you constantly. Um, right. (laughs) Oh yeah. That's very Colombian. Um, I, I can't tell you how many, I cannot tell you how many times, uh, men and the men, the pastors and their wives or whatever would kiss me right here on the top of my head. I, I can't tell you how many times they pull me down. They literally get a hold of you, pull you down, kiss you on the top of the head. Whoa. Bob had a full head of hair before. I had a full head of hair. <laughs> I was wondering what that missing yeah, patch right. right in the middle. I know. Yeah. No, it was it was uh, <laughs> extremely emotional for me because, you know, I realized, you know, what was happening. That's awesome, dude. And, uh, yeah. I it, Randy, I don't mean to be like, you know, a jerk or anything, but I'm, I'm way happier that Bob got to go to Columbia than oh, he did. <laughs> believe me, I am too. I knew from the moment he said yes that this was going to be cool. Yeah, I was excited. And now, you know what? I just thought of something. Sorry, this is a you and me. I, I think I got a bone to pick with you, Bob. And, and sorry, everybody listen to this. You're just going to have to listen. I asked you to do one thing in Columbia. Did you do it? Did you wear a fun hat? No, not really. Dang it, dude. <laughs> oh, I'm so upset. I was like, you better find a fun hat. That's no, all right. I'll, I'll let it slide. But no, they were there. They were <laughs> yeah, there. Oh, yeah. yeah, we looked at hats. I'm telling you, I just I see you in a nice big old crazy brimmed hat, man. Like that'd be that'd be a good time. They they had the what, what do you call them? The hats that they Some wear. Metal. Okay, okay. Yeah. No, no. I mean they what you see in advertisements for them, like in the coffee. They, they were like right. oh, yeah, like yeah, a fedora, yeah. like a. No, what were they? They had like a black. I, you know, me and my like a Panama. It's, it's uh, yeah, it's, yeah, it's kind of a woven Panama type, yeah. okay, black yeah. and white, yeah, geometric patterns, and sometimes yeah, they'll have the that's what I'm talking about. Yellow, That's what red, and blue uh, <sighs> band on it. Ah, see, I missed flag that colors, part. dude. I tried <laughs> flag colors. Yeah, <laughs> that would have that was the that was the cherry on top. But it's all right. It's yeah. a, I'll just I'll Photoshop something of you in a hat and send it to you. You'll hey, love it. I, I lamb. You did eat lamb. I That's huge. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. That's um, huge. Yucca, right? Yucca. 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 Oh, yeah, yucca is yeah. like a potato, right? Oh, like it's like, it a, like a tuber. It's, you didn't even different. have to put anything on it. I mean, yeah. you know, like here you'd I'd slop butter and salt and pepper or whatever. You know, you didn't you didn't do anything with it. You just ate it. It was good. You know, you can get yucca here, right? I never. No, I really. Don't know. I'm not. Huh? I haven't seen it. It's over at uh, Saraga. Oh, yeah, okay. dude, okay. we gotta go. They're long yep, and they're yep, brown. They're long yeah. and they're brown. Yep, yep, yeah. yep, yep. Yep, I bought one once. Um, okay, enough about food. Uh, <laughs> we could do that for a while. Um, I, I, I guess here's my question. I, I don't want to like badger you guys with questions forever. I mean, I, I think we've got to the heart of it and that's awesome. But I guess like major takeaway. Um, what would you say to somebody, not about going to Columbia necessarily or, you know, any particular mission field, but just like in general, based on what you learned, what you felt on this trip, how does that apply to somebody listening to this? How can they take what you learned and what you did and use that in their own life? 
I, I totally believe that it goes all the way back to what I said at the beginning, um, that I, I felt the Lord saying, listen, learn, engage, and encourage. And as simple as that sounds, I, I, I said before, I'll say again, that I applied that principle through the whole thing. And I think if we would do that in our homes, in our, in our neighborhoods, in our church, uh, um, I don't, I wouldn't want anybody to misunderstand that they were no more loving and caring and nurturing than they are here loving, caring and nurturing. Not at all. I'm just saying it was different because you had this different, um, feel to languages and things. But I think when, if we would go and, and reach out to people and be focused more on listening first hmm. instead of coming up with something to say or, Hey, I know all of this. I'm going to fix you or whatever. And we just listened. People know, people know either, they know either you care or you don't care. They know mm. why you, people around the world know, we know here, either they're, they're real or they're not real. They care about you or they don't care about you. And that's, that's what, that's what this, these people wanted. They wanted somebody that would genuinely care about them. You're important. You're cared about. It, that's what they wanted. Yeah. That's cross-cultural, right? Cross-cultural. Yeah. You remind me of First uh, Corinthians 13. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does mm-hmm. not envy. It mm-hmm. does not boast. It's not proud. It does not dishonor others. It's not self-seeking. It's not easily angered. Keeps no records of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails, but where there are prophecies, they will cease. Where there are tongues, they will be stilled. Where there is knowledge, it will pass away. I love that, man. Like, you went in transparent, you went in humble, and you went in not presuming anything. You just asked questions. You loved people. And isn't that it? It's the greatest commandment. Oh, yeah. 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 Go love people, and that's you know that's loving God at the same time. That communicates, right? Yeah, uh, in any culture, which is any culture, you don't even have to speak the same language, and it communicates. (laughs) Coming back again to Jesus being the smartest guy that ever lived, right? I mean, it's just it is what it is. He he spoke the language that transcends all cultures, and he's trying to teach us to do the same. And I think you guys did it well, and that's awesome. It was great, very cool. Yeah. Anything else to add? One of the things, one of the questions you ask, um, uh, how does this apply to people who might be listening? Man, take a take a mission trip because it does two things. You're going to be surprised by the differences that you see. And you're going to be surprised by the sameness mm-hmm. that you mm-hmm. see. Mm-hmm. And it kind of helps you get a grasp on what is Christianity and what is American Christianity. Those two things are related to each other, but they are different. Mm. And I found that by going overseas, it helped me kind of distinguish between the American version of Christianity and what Christianity really was. So the American version, you can kind of just push to a side. It doesn't really matter what is truly Christianity. That matters. Yeah. Oh, and, and I mean, for anybody in Colombia or anybody in England or anybody in whatever country you're in, same goes for you. Your version of Christianity is not the only thing. It, Christianity falls somewhere in the middle of it all, right? 
you and I were talking earlier, Randy, about how, you know, one day in heaven, all nations are going to be represented before God because it takes all nations to fully and, understand God, love God. And it's interesting that, that the Bible talks about uh, languages in heaven. It's not that we get to heaven and we all pick up one language. We keep our languages. And I think there's a reason for that. I don't think any one language is big enough to be able to praise God. Mm. You need English, you need Spanish, you need Navajo, you need sign language, you need it all. And, and, and like, I think this goes for like the denominations too, right? We, we look at, uh, you know, I, I, I talk to Catholics and they look at the Protestant church and they're like, how, how can you say that you're one church when you got so many people that think so many different things? And I kind of look at it and go, well, I think the truth is somewhere in the middle of all of our disagreements, all the places where we each fall short, somewhere in there, that's where God is like fully expressed. Yeah. Somewhere in the middle of that mess that we've made of it. But it takes it all. It takes it all, right? To, like, to communicate it. Or maybe not all of it. Maybe not all. Definitely. On the denominational spectrum, definitely not all of it. But, but you see what I'm saying is it, it's, it's a much more nuanced thing when we try to make it. And that goes for, for languages and nations as well. Yeah. That's awesome. I dig it. Uh, guys, thanks for talking about this. Thanks for uh, going on this trip and, and serving God and going and, um, you know, what, Many people would want to use as vacation time. You guys went overseas and worked, and I love that. That's awesome. You and Abby want to go next time? I'm going to have a much harder time communicating, <laughs> but you know what? I'm not going to say no. I'll definitely go, but you're going to be doing a whole lot more translating than you did for Bob. That's all I'm saying. I'll uh, I'll, I'll bring Google Translator, so and go. we'll be cool. That, that does not work, I don't think, but we'll see. <laughs> Um, listen up guys, if you got any questions, you can shoot those to us at, uh, our new website, saltysaintspodcast.com. You can leave us a, uh, message, a voice message. You can leave us, uh, leave us your email if you'd like. We'll contact you. Uh, leave us, um, whatever questions you got. There's multiple ways to contact us on the site. The other way to contact us is through questions at becomehope.com or saltysaints at becomehope.com. Make sure to go over and check out our friends at Life Audio. They are a podcast network, a Christian podcast network, big, big network, lots and lots of awesome podcasts about the Bible and about raising your family, about how to pray. Um, you got different uh, Bible studies and devotionals kind of stuff on there. Awesome. Awesome podcasts. Go check them all out. We love them. And uh, until next time, stay salty. No matter what you're going through, you are not alone. Sis, if you've experienced pain in your father-daughter relationship, I want you to know that you are loved and seen. I'm Kia Stevens, host of the Hope for Women with Father Wounds podcast, and I created my show to help you exchange your father wounds for the love of God the Father. Join me for encouragement, wisdom, and scripture. Just search Hope for Women with Father Wounds on lifeaudio.com or wherever you get your podcasts.